Welcome to Think Queerly. I'm Darren Steele, a writer, a transformational coach, and this is a humane thought leadership podcast for change makers and queer thinking creatives. So I'm calling today's personal evolution process. When you're stuck between two difficult choices, which one do you make? You ever found yourself in that kind of a situation where both options seem really good? They almost seem to have the same amount of pros and cons. Well, one of my summer, one of my summers, one of my clients was actually dealing with this particular issue. They were lamenting the fact that they kept prioritizing choosing their social life over their work commitments. And they're self-employed, they're an entrepreneur. So this is one of the benefits of being self-employed. You can come and go as you please. But if you don't know exactly why you want to be doing what you be need to be doing, why you want to park yourself in that chair and get your work done, it might be too easy to be distracted by fun stuff like summer, hanging out with friends, going out to restaurants. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? So of course, with the reduction of some of the COVID-19 restrictions that happened in Ontario in the summer, and the fact that the weather was just so really beautiful here in Ontario and in Toronto, all that my client wanted to do was just to ditch work, go sailing, hang out with friends, enjoy a beer on a patio, and book extra long weekends to go camping. I mean, like I said before, can you blame them? I mean, it's like, why didn't they invite me? <laughs> now, of course, the challenge they were facing as a self-employed entrepreneur is that they were giving up too much of the time they committed to work. And they weren't meeting personal targets, financial targets that they had set for themselves. They also weren't meeting the targets that they had established for themselves for how much they wanted to grow within their business and within their industry. You know, they are like anyone that's running their own business, concerned about profitability and concerned about bringing in new clients, building new business, and also looking towards things like retirement. Will this business allow them to retire when they want to and in the way in which they're going to feel most comfortable? So in one of our sessions, they asked me, you know, how can I make a choice that I'll feel good about between work and between play? So how could they enjoy what was left of the summer? This is in August and still enjoy their personal freedom, but also accomplish like really important business and financial goals. They certainly weren't the kind of person that wanted to work 10 or 12 hour days, especially in the summer. And honestly, why should you, unless it's such a passion project and you're so into it and it's so absolutely important that maybe you give up a couple of months or a couple of weeks of what you might really enjoy doing so that you can really pursue this important project. So just at this juncture, I'm not saying working long hours is right or wrong. Sometimes we make choices because it actually is in the best emotional alignment with who we are and what it is we want to accomplish. Um, what's most important to be mindful of is balance. And this is the situation my client was facing. There was a serious imbalance because they were putting too much weight on their personal life and they were starting to see the negative effects of not putting enough weight or attention into their business life. 
So here's the thing. When you're making these kinds of choices, it's never a simple binary yes or no kind of question. Should I go out with my friends? Yes, no. There's a lot more going on. You know, take a moment to think, have you ever faced a situation like this? Or have you faced a similar situation between having to work in the summer or wanting to like ditch early, take the afternoon off, call in sick, for example? You know, maybe there are sometimes situations where there are very simple yes or no answers. And if it were that simple, well, then we wouldn't face issues of regret or longing about not having made the other decision. Oh, I wish I had of. Hindsight is just a horrible thing to have to deal with. So the reason for this challenge is that, or the reason why this is such a challenging situation for my client or any kind of difficult what seem like polarizing uh, choices is that there are so many factors involved in making the decision, which include things like your values, your beliefs, your emotional needs, your emotional state, your goals, and your dreams in life. And on the one hand, if you don't know what all those things are very clearly and concretely and specifically, that's going to make your decision-making process very difficult. And that's one of the things I address in my self-mastery for one coaching with my clients. So when you're faced with the choice between two significant polarities in your life, and you don't know how to decide which one to make, well, that's why I've created this personal evolution process for you here today. It will help you get clarity and certainty about what's most important and what's most meaningful to you about both options, like both sides of the equation. And then you can choose the one that provides the most emotional alignment. What I mean by that is when you can connect your choice, your decision with your emotional intentions, with how you want to feel, with the kind of emotions you want to associate with that choice. And I'm thinking here, you're empowering emotions, the emotions that are going to motivate, because emotions we, we feel and they kind of move us. So if you pick the right emotions, they will motivate, they will help move you forward to take action, to be in that behavior, and to rank, remain committed to the choice that you've made. Okay, so a final thought about this, as I've said already, this process is not meant for the simple yes or no choices in life. Should I have vanilla ice cream or should I have Rocky Road? I'm going to have both. <laughs> Binary question, but you see, it's just whatever. You're not going to like regret not having the one flavor for weeks on end or maybe even years on end. This is when making the choice seems to have as many benefits as negatives, so to speak. Okay. So this personal evolution process is revealed in breaking down two big opposing, challenging, or difficult choices that you're struggling with and are probably holding you back. You're probably kind of in like a limbo holding zone because you are more than likely making the wrong choice um, or if you're doing the thing that you decide you want to be doing you just don't feel good about it 
in this moment. And that's what this process is going to help you. You're going to feel good about the choice and you'll remain committed. So what I'm going to do with this personal evolution process to give it air so you can get a sense of how it works is I'm actually going to use the example of having to make a choice between having fun with your friends on a beautiful summer's day or keeping to your work commitments. And I'm going to make this entirely fictional. Yes, it's based a little bit on the experience of my client, but I'm going to make up the rest so that no one can get a sense of who's being spoken about. You need to, or I'll just ask you to imagine yourself in a situation like this, where you have to make this important decision that you've been failing to make or that you've been refusing to make for some time. So here's how you can make the best choice between polar opposites. You're going to ask yourself the following questions. This is step one, the define part of the personal evolution process. I'm going to take you quickly through the questions, and then I'm going to repeat the process with the example. So in the define process, you're going to write a brief description about the situation that you find yourself in. Like in this case, it is wanting to enjoy the summer instead of working. How did you get to this point? And how are you now confronted with this situation? And how is it affecting you? You'll ask yourself what's most important relating to each of these apparently opposite choices. So what's most important and meaningful and valuable to you? And then you're going to imagine that you made your choice between the two options. You've picked one. You're going to describe how making that choice makes you feel. You're going to get into describing the emotion or the feelings that that choice satisfies within you. And then as the final question for the divine process, you're going to imagine the opposite. Imagine you've made the opposite choice. Describe how making that choice makes you feel and describe the emotion or feeling that that choice satisfies within you. So you can probably get a sense of, of seeing, understanding that you're just putting these things down on paper or typing them into a Word document or what have you so that you can really see them concretely in front of you. And then from there, we're going to go into step two, the refine process, and we're going to work on what we've already written down. So you're going to review your answers to what you just um, answered, the, the last two questions in step one, which choice feels the most important to you. Okay, so you wrote out that you've made the choice and then you wrote out that you made the opposite choice. Of those two, because you've taken the time to write them down and describe the emotions, which choice feels the most important to you? It could be a gut feeling. It could be an intellectual feeling. It could be a really cognitive connected to emotional feeling. You might feel like, yeah, this is, this is the right choice for me. However, wherever you feel it is totally your thing. But then ask yourself, what is the benefit of committing to that choice? What is the benefit of committing to that choice? Why would you want to do that? And then we're going to turn it around. You'll ask yourself, what are the consequences of not making that choice? And then finally, you'll ask, 
If I don't make that choice, will I seriously compromise my peace of mind, happiness, or freedom in any way that I might regret in the future? These are really good, important questions of alignment. You're really getting into who you are at a feeling level. And our feelings are what really compel us forward. As I said earlier, our emotions are our motivation, whether those emotions be, you know, feeling fear and dealing with that, or whether those emotions being experiencing joy and wanting to move towards or feel more of that. So the final step, step three is the alignment. <clears throat> so based on the decision that you made in step two in the uh, refinement process, what's the core feeling? What's the dominant feeling or emotion that you've aligned with that choice? And describe how making that choice gives you peace of mind, happiness, and freedom. So I've made this choice and that gives me peace of mind because that makes me feel happy in this way and in this way and in this way. I feel freedom because of this choice, reason A, reason B, reason C, whatever you want to write. Now, what can you say and what can you do and what can you think that will make it easy for you to commit to that decision? What are you saying to other people that demonstrates your commitment to that choice? <clears throat> and then finally, you're going to complete a sentence stem. And that's where I give you a part of the sentence, dot, 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 you fill out the rest. And it's a benefit-oriented process that combines your answers from the previous questions. So for example, you'll answer, you'll complete this sentence stem. I commit to, and then you'll write out what your decision is. I commit to my decision because it will make me feel dot, 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 whatever your answer is. Okay, so let's make this real. If you're good to go, you can stop the podcast. You can come back, pause the video, download the PDF and start working on it. And uh, just a note before I go through, you know, really giving this process some life uh, with a real world example or a fictitious real world example, whatever. Um, Take your time with this. If you feel any kind of stress or frustration working through this exercise, just take a break. Come back and do this when you are relaxed because if, these, if this is a really important decision you have to make, there may be some tension. There may be some emotional frustration. Um, there may be some nervousness. There may be some stress. There may be some threat. Uh, and we wanna make sure that you're in your prefrontal cortex, you're in your logical part of your brain really reasoning through, but then using your logical brain to sort of connect with, I know our feelings aren't necessarily here per se, but that's where we tend to think where they are, right? Or feel where they are, but so that you're really connecting thoughts, logical thoughts with feeling states. That's a powerful self-awareness and a powerful aspect of one's self-mastery, okay? So the first question to write a brief description about the situation that you find yourself in and how you got to this point. So here's the fictitious example. My client says, 
I want to go out with my friends and enjoy the summer, but I also want to stay committed to my business goals and obligations and to achieve my financial goals that I set out earlier this year. I've been prioritizing a lot of long weekends. I've been connecting with friends for social events during the week, and it makes me feel great and I feel free and freedom is my number one value. I love it, but I'm falling behind in my work and I'm getting stressed because I'm overwhelmed and I have too much to do. And I'm often getting important tasks done at the last minute and I'm rushing and I found myself almost missing a few deadlines. That's a great example of how you got to this point and now the decision with which you are confronted. Like there are some possible repercussions uh, that could be quite challenging if the person doesn't make a decision about what to do here and how to manage um, the decision and how they're going to go forward. So the next question for that, for deepening your understanding is to ask yourself, what's most important to me relating to each of these polar opposite choices? In other words, what's most important, meaningful, or valuable to you about these polar opposites? So here's the fictitious example. <clears throat> well, obviously, I want to find a better balance so that I can get my work done, and then have fun with my friends without feeling guilty about stopping work or without feeling guilty about spending time with my friends. Summer is so short in Canada, and I want to prioritize being outdoors and working less in the better weather. I love to have fun and be out in nature and connect with friends. But I also want to create greater financial security so that I can have more playtime. That feels like a paradox to me. I've been choosing fun over work out of habit and maybe even distraction. And to change that, I want to create a new habit of booking both my work commitments and fun commitments in my calendar. If I can see that I have a schedule for both things that I want to accomplish, I think I'll be more ready to get my work done as per my schedule, knowing that my social time is also planned. Having a plan allows me to let my friends know when I'm available, especially if they call me out of the blue. So just as an aside, that's a wonderful tactic um, that a lot of people don't necessarily do is to consider using your calendar to book your personal time is just as important to use your calendar to book your professional time because we need both to be a happy, healthy, functioning human being. So the next question is, imagine that you made your choice between one of the two options. Describe how making that choice makes you feel and describe the emotion or the feeling that that choice satisfies within you. So here's the example. If I choose to prioritize enjoying the summer and doing less work, I'd feel free and at ease without any obligations to be stuck inside, wishing that I were outside, looking at pictures on my wall of my friends or being out on the water. I could do what I want when I want. So the final question is to imagine the opposite choice. Describe how making that choice makes you feel and the emotions or the feeling that are satisfied within you. So here's this answer. It's my life, but if I don't plan both my work and my fun time, I won't be able to manage my freedom. With a plan, I will have certainty. I'll know what I'll need to do, but I'll also have flexibility. When I look at my calendar, I'll have peace of mind knowing that I have a start and an end time for when I'm working. 
I can change this if I want to, but I'm giving myself the freedom because I can actually see it on the calendar by planning for both work and play. Then I don't think I'll feel restricted or limited if I get invited to do something when I know I've actually booked to do work so that I can have more of the freedom I want in my life. If I don't meet at least my minimum work commitments, and I'll be able to see that in my calendar, what needs to get done, then I jeopardize the kind of freedom I want, especially the financial freedom to retire. Having a set calendar that I stick to makes me feel more in control and content with my choices. If you're just listening or just watching, you're probably getting a sense of how this is rolling through to provide more clarity and more understanding of oneself, of one's choices, of one's reasons, of one's commitments, and what's most important. So we're going to refine. So you'll review your answers to the questions about the two choices, and if you chose one or if you chose the other. The question here is which choice feels most important? So here's the fictitious answer. Making the choice to commit to my work first, having a work plan and a work schedule for what I need to do allows me to let my friends know when I'm available, like when I'm done work for the day, especially if they come out of the blue, if they call out of the blue, sorry. It also allows me to know, to have the prediction that I'm only working until this time and that I'm committed to also having my free time. Next question, what is the benefit? What are the benefits of committing to that choice? And I just noticed a typo in my work. There we go. <laughs> a work play plan will make me feel in control instead of feeling that I need to do what my friends want me to do, which isn't really true. It's what I want to do, but that's my way of shifting blame. See what I mean here? When I incorporate both work and fun into my plan, then I'm not losing out, or at least I won't feel like I'm working losing out. I get to see that I have both events that are important to me on my calendar. Instead, I'm simply making a choice and being able to do both things, but making sure I find a balance between the two so that I can enjoy the, benef the benefits of freedom that come from both of those important aspects of my life. So the third question in this step, what are the consequences of not making that choice? And here's the answer. Nothing will change. Everything that I've been complaining about is going to remain the same. I'm going to start getting annoyed with myself and then I'm going to get angry at work and I'm going to get angry at my friends for not respecting my boundaries, even though I'm not respecting my own boundaries and I will not reach my financial goals and I'm just going to be very unhappy, which is not what I want. So the last question of this section is to ask, if I don't make that choice, will I seriously compromise my peace of mind, happiness, and freedom in any way that I might regret in the future? Now, you can already guess that the last question was already touching on those things. So here's the answer. If I don't commit to this choice, I will get frustrated with myself and I'll probably feel guilty both for not working and for spending too much time for, with my friends. Not feeling happy about this will limit my freedom because 
I'll be feeling frustrated instead of relaxed. I'll be feeling frustrated while I'm working or I'll be feeling frustrated while I'm out with my friends thinking that I should be working so I won't have peace of mind. You're going to already see how much value working through these first two steps really provides. <clears throat> but this final step to align really concretizes and, you know, puts the framework around this new emotional habit tied with the kind of emotions that keep you committed. And this is how we give something like this air. AIR stands for attention, intention, and repetition. So we're giving attention to the thing that we want to change, the new habit or the behavior. Intention is the emotional alignment, the emotion, emo, emotional motivation we give and bring to move ourselves, to keep ourselves committed to the thing we're giving the attention to. And the R for the repetition is continuously doing that thing. In this case, for this fictitious client example, the scheduling and the planning of both work and free time. So the final step for alignment, first question, based on the decision that you've just made, what is the core feeling or emotion aligned with your choice? So the answer here for my client, peace of mind, or oddly, a sense of freedom. You may have more to say for your example, you may have less. Second question, describe how making that choice gives you peace of mind, happiness and freedom. Remember in the refined step, it was like, how did this compromise these values? So describe how it actually fulfills these values. So here's the answer. It just feels right. And it's what I've been seeking all along. I know I needed to make a choice. And this is what the other side of this choice feels like. Having a plan that I can change because it's my calendar and my life and my business, but one that shows me I can do both the things I want and the things that I need to do makes me actually feel more free. I think this is because this diminishes my feelings of regret for not working. Third question, what can you do or say to yourself or what can you do or say to others? Well, not do to others. What can you do or say to yourself? What can you say to others that will make it easy to commit to your decision? And here's the answer. I will start and end. I will start and end a review and planning habit so that I can check off what I've accomplished during my workday and review what must get done tomorrow. I will plan tomorrow the day before. If a social event is on the horizon, I will have to make the commitment to myself about what must get done in my work so that I can go and have fun and be free. And in making this distinction, once my work is done, I can feel completely satisfied that I did what I said I would do for myself. And then I can completely relax and let go and have fun. The way that's framed is like, you see how much clarity this person has received from doing this process. It's almost like they're excited that they've made this choice. And that excitement 
is again an emotion that makes it easier to remain committed even when things get challenging, which of course they will, right? They always do. So the very last step in this entire process, the last step in the alignment, uh, step three, is to complete the sentence stem so that it is benefit-oriented and combines your answers from the previous questions. So this is a, I commit to my decision because it will make me feel, and then the answer. So here's how this could look. I commit to following a new work schedule that outlines what I need to accomplish over the week, but also provides booked off time for my social life. I'm doing this because it gives me the peace of mind and contentment of knowing that my work commitments are just as important as my social life. Now, that is something that you could not use as an affirmation, but you could write it out on a piece of paper. You could put it on a post-it note and put it up on um, the side of your wall where you're working. I have four post-it notes currently beside me here and just some information that I'm pointing to on the wall that I, I really need to see all the time to remind me of a couple of really important things. If a situation in your life is something like this scenario, that really requires the conscious effort to work through a process like this personal evolution process to get the clarity to make the decision that's best for you. This is definitely going to need some air, attention, intention, repetition. And one of those ways of maintaining attention on this decision that you've committed to is writing it out and, and putting it somewhere that you'll see it that's relevant. And in this case, for the person who's doing work from home, they would want to probably have this posted up near their computer so that they can see it all the time, especially in those moments when someone rings, hey, I'm downtown. Do you want to go out? Well, that person will then have the option to decide what they want to do. Do they want to answer the phone? Do they want to have the phone turned off? Do they want to have the phone out of the office? Do they want to answer the phone and say, it's so great to hear from you. I've got a couple more hours of work to do. Can we meet up at whatever time? Or you know what? This has been a really great day. I've got a lot accomplished. I don't actually have a lot on the go tomorrow. I can move over this task to tomorrow because I'd love to see you and I can actually do it without feeling guilty and I won't be compromising my freedom. When we have that kind of clarity, then we have the prediction and the responsibility to assess the situation and make a choice. Make a choice that serves us based on choices we've made previously. And that is self-mastery. That's what these personal evolution processes help you to do. I trust this has been helpful. I know it's been a longer episode. Take your time, be kind to yourself in doing this process. Take good care.